Hi, you are listening to Trashing Trauma with Tiana Monet. You guys, this podcast is all about identifying your trauma and trashing it so that you can live your fullest life. Yes, that means discovering who you really are, having healthy relationships that actually last, and living without fear. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have a dear friend with me, and I'm so excited to allow her to share um, just her journey. And I'm going to let her do a lot of the talking today. So this is so exciting for me. Um, her name is Amy Skeens. Um, she is an, has an undergrad in child development family studies, and she is so excited on her journey of finishing her master's in marriage and family therapy. Um, She's extremely passionate about trauma healing, and I'm excited for her to explore that and express it with us today as far as, you know, what led her to on this journey. Um, And she's going to talk about the different ways, possibly, um, if you you want to today, um, the different ways you go through therapy where it's just not therapy where you're talking to people, right? It could be the somatic therapy, which we can possibly touch on, um, art, gardening, um, just the use of your full body versus just focusing on the mind because there's so much more to the trauma healing as we all know. Um, so Amy, thank you. Yeah. For joining me. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited. So today, um, we talked a little before the podcast just about, you know, trauma as a whole. Um, I think it's a lifetime conversation. Mm. I don't think it's a ever, oh yeah, I healed my trauma. Oh yeah. (laughs) Cause you could walk outside and somebody could say something to you that may trigger that trauma that was only healed at maybe 99.9%. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. So today, um, start by maybe sharing with us a little bit of why you have found, because I know I have a passion for trauma healing. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew as much as you did about it, but um, share why trauma is maybe important to you in that healing yeah. process. Yeah. I am thinking of the saying that I, I don't know who said this. I know my husband has said it because my husband too is a therapist and he um, said it's a traumatic world. And I think he heard it from somewhere, obviously, but it is a traumatic world to live in. And so for me, it is a very personal journey. I grew up with some big T traumas. So the way we would differentiate trauma, because, you know, there's this whole umbrella, but there's little T traumas and then there's big T traumas. And so, um, Everybody's experience with those experiences are unique and personal, but there is kind of a continuum of these little traumas. You know, my mommy yelled at me and scared me um, versus my mother has mental illness and she is a super confusing person and beat me Mm -hmm. and harmed me in many ways. That would be a big T trauma. So uh, I experienced little T and definitely big T in my life. And so that was something that I didn't really discover until I became a parent. Um, Surprisingly, (laughs) when we go to have our babies, we tend to look at our life as children different. And some of my memories weren't clear. They actually, I was one of those that repressed some of my memories because they were so awful. My little brain as a child, shut them off so that I could stay safe. Okay. So trauma is, oh my gosh, it's just such a huge topic. Yeah. Deep, wide, all of it. Um, Very tender topic. And I do think it's a little bit of a buzzword these days. Yeah. 
And I think some people are sick of this topic and they'd rather just have it go away because (laughs) trauma, you know, oh, they're being a martyr. Oh, they're not, they're not wanting to take responsibility, but no, there is real trauma Mm -hmm. and they are those people that are maybe against this trauma focused, paying attention to what's happened in our life. They have a point as adults, we are responsible now to... Uh, we're not parented anymore. Yeah. We don't have parents that will come in and walk us necessarily through those scary, horrible situations. So we have to kind of rise up and go out and figure out, okay, this stuff is impacting me. What can I do about it? Who can I find? Where do I find people that can support me yeah. in these traumas, little and big T's, that are impacting my daily, weekly life? You know, my relationships are different. The way I view myself is not healthy. Um, How motivated I am or how much I can't rest are signs of trauma. Yeah. Um, And then parenting is a big one. How we're interacting with our kids and the things we're seeing in ourselves that we're not proud of that we might feel shame and guilt for. So... Yeah, I love that you touched on kids because that's been a hot topic for me. Mm-hmm. I have just Brielle, who you know, yes. <laughs> and I've seen things in her recently, just in the last few months, that I do. And they're not considered awful things. Like she's not swearing or doing those things, but maybe being feisty. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't necessarily like that look on you, but where did you get it from me, you know? Uh Um, But also recognizing the traumas inside of me and being afraid to pass those on to her. And it's just, I think those of us who acknowledge our own trauma when we're parents, specifically, Mm -hmm. don't want that to be passed on to our children. And then, so I've tried to become more mindful of, you know, what I say and do around Um, And she doesn't have siblings. So Mm -hmm. you touched on something else where I wanted to ask a question. So like my sister and I there one day she told me a story and I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember that happening. But it did not impact me at all. Yes. But it traumatized my sister. And so I actually purchased a book um, about it's for trauma for teens. Mm -hmm. And it talks just about that. Right. Where you and I can be in a same situation together and it does not phase you. Right. Or it's a little T for you, but it's a huge T for yes. me. So do you, did you experience that in your family where maybe if you have siblings or mm-hmm. something where you, they are traumatized or vice versa? And- Absolutely. And I see it in my own little family. So I have four kiddos. And when you consider a personality, you know, the way they're designed, their little original selves and the way they see the world and the things that are their strengths and their gifts, all of that, I think, goes into how we perceive danger. So when there's a trauma, whether it's little T or big T, our bodies are literally experiencing fight or flight. Something isn't sitting right to where our nervous systems turn on. So this is very biological. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's something they see, like I think of one of my kiddos that would see a dead animal that's hit on the road. You've got a couple of them that are like, oh, that's sad. And then you have <laughs> others that are like, oh, my God. Yes. And you can't, it's not about, it's not as easy to like formulate or figure out why we all respond differently. But the basic is just who we are in our origins, our strengths and our weaknesses and the way we integrate. But ultimately we see something, 
we hear something, we experience something, and boom, biologically, our body either turns on and our nervous system starts working for us. Mm-hmm. We're in danger. Fight or flight or freeze occurs. And then that gets stored in the brain. Yeah. Because our, our brain's trying to make us survive. Yes. Like we always, it always wants, what is that survival mode that it goes into? Yeah. And it's how you're programmed. Yep. A daredevil kid uh-huh. may not feel, may, may get to fight or flight a lot later than somebody who is born and wired to be timid. Absolutely. And then, so that's the nature part, mm-hmm. right? Biologically, we have our little natures yeah. when we come into this world. You can see it in toddlers. Some are jumping off things and some are more, you know, not cowering, but just more quiet and cautious. So that's the nature part. But then we have the nurture. The nurture is also the people's the people who are teaching us what's mm-hmm. fearful and what's okay. So feeling that safety and yeah. knowing what's really dangerous and what's not dangerous. And what I think is important, and unfortunately most people don't know to do this, but because I have trauma in my life and from my childhood, mm-hmm. I talk through a lot with my daughter. If mm-hmm. something traumatic or I feel could be potentially traumatic, it could be a little T or non-existent for Brielle. Yeah. Um, but it is I talk through how did that make you feel? Yeah. What happened at school today? Like, so are do you, it's okay that you got a bad grade or, you know, I talk mm-hmm. through almost everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Right. I was just, you know, hey, yep, you just saw that domestic violence or you just saw those drugs or you just saw, like, it's just was something that happened. Yes. And so to me, it's important to talk through those things and call those things out and check in with people. It is. Especially kids because, why so many adults are so, you know, trauma-filled today is because they really never had someone ask them, are you okay? Or how did that situation make you feel? Or maybe they went to a friend's house and something happened, but they never felt like they can come and talk about it or, you know? Absolutely. Yes. And that was what in the therapeutic world we would call attunement. Mm -hmm. So as mommies and daddies, we can have very attuned parents who are paying attention, not just to their own body and experience, but they're attuned to their children and they're able to give that opportunity for the kiddo to take what maybe was really scary and feels like a big jumbled up puzzle. And I'm going to give you the opportunity because I am attuning to you and I'm seeing that you're changed. Something changed for you. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk about it and tell me what happened? And when we can take something that feels like a big old jumbled up puzzle and put it in story form Mm -hmm. for it to make sense, well, then we have a little more healthy control over it and we can understand it and it might not get stuck. So that's the thing about trauma is um, when we experience it, we don't have a person to have the opportunity to talk about it and it really bothers us, then there's a good chance that it's going to stay jumbled up and not release and not leave our bodies. It's going to get stuck somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gets stuck. And I think what is probably the worst part, and you can tell me if you disagree, but it becomes a belief. Mm-hmm. It becomes a, your dad is angry and you're five and he storms out drunk and just leaves and never comes back. And is it becomes, you know, when bad things happen, it's my fault. And then, or it becomes, um, I'm abandoned. People that I love leave me. Huge, yes. Oh, and that is what I've seen um, in in different relationships throughout my life is that you recognize people have trauma and it's not because they can't, 
that they're not loving people. Right. But it's because of their trauma that they can't love or be open to love. So I have two questions. My first question for this is kind of an obvious, but I want people to hear this answer. Yeah. Um, Who has trauma? I think there'd be many people that would say we all do. Yeah, I agree. We all do. It's I a agree. traumatic world. I mean, if you're going to live and live present yeah. and want to succeed, you're going to experience failure. Mm-hmm. You're going to experience harm because we're humans. We're going to hurt each other. Yeah. No matter how much we know and no matter how professional we are. Yeah. In our house, these poor kids have two therapists and they <laughs> still experience our failures and are working through what it means to be a human yeah. and to get frustrated and to get angry and to have these healthy things and to not handle them healthy all the time. So yeah, I think we all experience scary moments um, or someone harming us. Yeah. And there's no control. We're really not in control. Yeah. <laughs> we and have to live and we have to ride the waves of life, which includes trauma. Yeah. Uh, inevitable trauma, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's when you, oh gosh, um, when it's trauma that happens really because of, you know, what somebody else's trauma is. It mm-hmm. could be, I think, when I, as I become more aware of what trauma looks like, yeah. I'm better to work through my own stuff. And I think what my next question for you was, who's responsible for healing that trauma? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I believe ultimately, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm responsible to heal my trauma. However, we're humans. We're social creatures. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that by myself. So um, it's been a great gift to me to have people who ride that line of love and setting boundaries. So they're not responsible to heal my trauma but they have chosen a responsibility to love me through yes. trauma. So that's an interesting topic, right? We're so individualistic in America. Mm-hmm. We forget how important the village is. We forget how important it is community, family. But it is a mess when yeah. you, as a group of people, like my own little family of six, we all have our own traumas. Yeah. Rightfully so because of our stories and, and living yeah. experiences and... Oh, Neighbors and just people do awful things to each other. We do. We harm each other. Um, But then you take a bigger group, you know, of friends and community. Like, we all can trigger each other. So we're ultimately responsible for our own. That's no one else's responsibility to take the steps that I need to take. However, I have a responsibility to navigate with my children through their trauma. Yes, I It is their own. But as a mommy, mm-hmm. I want to do that with them. Now, if they turn on me and put it on me, mm-hmm. then that's my responsibility to say, no, that's yours. Yeah. And let's do this together. But I believe I'm, I mean, my daughter is in her preteens and as you know, yes. but I am so grateful that very recent have I completely taken that ownership of the prevention piece, like at the best I can, like yeah. again, at the end of the day something can impact her and devastation. And I've tried everything I could, but just the awareness. But then when you're in that place as a parent, Mm -hmm. my advice would be to be prepared to help through the healing process. Then like whatever slips through that net that you, that filter, whatever comes through there that you couldn't catch is going to be a problem and be aware of that. Mm -hmm. 
to then you create space and capacity within yourself to be available and not leave them hanging, you know, throughout the years, um, which is so huge. And I agree that it's ultimately us, but then to have those accountability partners, but also to be vulnerable and and show humility through, Hey, I've, I've kind of been doing some soul searching or however people explain it. And Mm -hmm. I realize I have some trauma. There's some things that are really messing me up. You know, there are things that I would say in our relationship and someone asked, why do you say those things? And I didn't know why until I realized I heard my dad saying that growing up, mm-hmm. calling someone a certain name. Yeah. And I would say, oh my gosh, now I'm fully responsible to not say that because now it is identified. It's trauma. It hurts someone. Let me mm-hmm. stop. And yeah. I just, I, I like saying these things out loud on this podcast because I know that somebody will listen and mm-hmm. say, oh my gosh, like I'm not weird. I'm not crazy. I'm not insane. I'm not no. a bad person. I do that too. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make it so now we're in this crazy club together. (laughs) It's like, you know, where we can just accept the the negativity or the trauma, but Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, it's okay. You don't have to be that way. Right. I think a lot of people have accepted what what they know to be trauma or what they don't know to be trauma as who they are. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. trauma can make you appear to others as a bad person or someone who's not in control of themselves. But if you have those people around you who understand the journey Mm -hmm. and can show compassion. I hope I say this right, but what I think that does is allows you to heal Mm -hmm. without feeling it's already hard enough to heal. Mm -hmm. Healing is hard, Mm -hmm. but then to heal while you're being condemned for what you're trying to heal for. Yeah. That'd be called re-traumatizing. Right. That is, (laughs) yes, that is be so, oh my gosh. Yeah. And this whole topic of stay away from toxic people and, mm, Yes, we need to set good boundaries and we need to find people who aren't going to re-traumatize us. Mm, but um, that's good. having too much, I don't know how to say it, I guess. Um, Wouldn't that be, I did a podcast on this, uh-huh. Positive Toxicity. Uh-huh. I just learned about oh, that. Yeah. Man, that is a, I didn't realize it in someone until um, I was in a relationship and they would say, Oh, you're fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about that. And I was shut down every time I tried to talk about something. So dismissive. Mm -hmm. And I was, I'm really connected. Like we talked about again before the podcast, like spiritually, I feel anyway. Mm -hmm. And I got onto social media and out of nowhere, never heard a positive toxicity in my life. Someone posted in their story that I didn't even follow. Uh A template of what is positive toxicity versus what, how you can overcome it or what that person should, could or should be saying. Yeah. Yeah, and that a lot of times comes from, you know, the way I've described it to myself, I've had to explain that to myself. Having been in touch with my trauma and going on a healing journey, I'll run into people who are very dismissive. And I think the way I've been able to decide to look at it is there's something in their story Mm -hmm. that maybe they haven't faced. It's not so much them telling me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. It's not maybe so much that they think I'm a horrible, negative person. It's just they're not wanting to face what maybe they've gone through, too. Yeah. So I think when we know what we've lived through and we know our story and we've done some work, we know there's been people that have been that for us. A very comforting, safe place of understanding. Yeah. And that's actually what we want to offer is empathy and being able to sit with someone and not feel like we have to fix the situation. Because it really does suck that you went through that. There's no way to put it all together and put a little bow on it. There's just not. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, I 
I have a lot more forgiveness for people now yeah. after a good 14 years of healing. In the beginning, I was just, oh, don't tell me these things. And yeah. that's okay. That was where I was in my journey. Now it's like, oh, okay. So when there's that dismissiveness and that you don't want to listen, then I understand what kind of friendship. We can still be friends yeah. and we can still talk. I'm really not quick to cut people off. Yeah. But... um there's something in your journey that belongs to you. And it's not my job. It's your responsibility. That's so good. Decide when you want to look at that trauma. I love that. And you, I was going to ask you a question, but you kind of went into it. So mm-hmm. I'll just tag back to like with a positive toxicity or if someone's dismissive or someone's responding and, and they're angry. Mm-hmm. I even now look at that as not, oh, this person's crazy or this person. I'm like, what is something's mm-hmm. going on with you yes. that you haven't worked through um, and that, I have more compassion, like, I guess what you're saying, that I'm like, okay, it just means you might have not have gone through that. And then I was a big, big on, which I'm not anymore, thank goodness. But I was like, how do I, I can help you. I will stick by yes. your side. And then you realize that I'm like, I don't have the capacity because I have my own things. Yes. And I've also been able to, I think you just said this too, like identify my own um, con- still existing dramas when I have hard time hearing certain things from someone, even yeah. if it's about themselves. Oh, yeah. And I and I get like an angry feeling or I'll get tense or I'll cry yeah. or something. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm rejecting you saying that because I haven't dealt with it. Therefore, I don't have the capacity, which I feel is where that dismissive comes from, from positive toxicity. And it just dawned on me. I would tell my daughter, um, it's fine. It's going to be good. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I was doing to her, and she's like, you always say it's good. You always say it's going to be okay. Even though I did have, I still talk a lot to her. Yeah. But it was just even those couple of times a year, maybe, where I would say, it's good. You're fine. It's going to be okay. That's amazing that she could push back a little bit. Oh, I let her push that. back. I absolutely let I her. I think some kiddos don't yeah. even feel like that's pretty amazing that she was able to say, mom, you say this a lot. Mm-hmm. So good in our families when we yeah. can bounce back and say, push back a little bit. That's a good boundary. Mm -hmm. I like to do that because I don't ever want to shut her down. And I feel like kids have a voice and I've seen so many movies about kids being in their rooms in such a dark place. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want that to be something that I didn't know about one or that I caused. Mm -hmm. Um, The cleanup's already going to be, you know, interesting Regardless, it's inevitable. Yes. Yes. We're going to be doing some hazmat work oh, after yeah. during high school, whatever, oh, yeah. the 20s, when they come home mm-hmm. and they lose their job or whatever, right? The room is still yeah. ready. You know? mm-hmm. But it's just creating that space. I want to teach her how to have a productive conflict mm-hmm. here yeah, um, so that she can do that as an adult outside. Right. And back to what we were sharing with kiddos and them experiencing trauma and inviting them into talking about what was scary. Um, we have to remember they literally don't have their frontal brains. They're growing that frontal brain, which is that logical brain. And so when a kiddo experiences a big T, I'll just stick with big T. Yeah. If a kiddo experiences a big T and they don't have parents that help them use their frontal brain by you know, finding a therapist... getting them some extra help or even sitting down and talking through it to help the kiddo hear the logical thoughts of things. Yeah. And if they're not supported, um, I mean, it happens all the time where kiddos experience abuse. And then if the parents don't know about it or Mm. if the kid doesn't tell or share because they don't feel they're safe or if um, the parent ignores it, Mm -hmm. that trauma 
didn't get to get processed at all by using a frontal brain. Yeah. And so um, it gets stuck, and then it carries through their life. And the impact of it being ignored sometimes is even bigger than the actual trauma. Yeah. I think so, too. I think that's why in anything that I have felt has been a big T, especially, Mm -hmm. or a little T, like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm sorry I yelled at you and told you to go to your room. Like, I don't want her to feel dismissed because that was something we went to through love languages and Mm -hmm. um, Brielle's words of affirmation. And I realized we took that maybe just this year. But when she was five one time, she made me so mad. And I Mm -hmm. said, I don't even want to see you right now. Oh my gosh, I you would have thought I smacked her. Like right. she was so devastated right. and I couldn't understand it until now all these years later. Uh-huh. I had, didn't say it since because it was yeah. so traumatic at five. And then she took the love language for yeah. kids and it's uh, words of affirmation is Braille's number one. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She always comes and twirls out of her room. She wants me to compliment her outfit, her <laughs> hair. Like I tell her she looks good. It is like you've made her day. Yes. And you're Thanks awesome. You. Great job. Thank you. And so I was like, oh, I have to be mindful of that because she thrives on acceptance and mm-hmm. and those things. So absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay, so if you can share anything else about some for someone that is stepping into their trauma healing journey. Mm. They're just recognizing that, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm in my 30s or I'm in my 40s or 20s, whatever. I'm here I am and I've realized that relationships have been impacted. Yeah, I can't keep a job. I, You know, maybe I'm the reason I don't talk to my siblings mm-hmm. and they're recognizing trauma. What would you advise of them? Yeah, so overall, have patience. Slow, slow, slow. So that's not saying have patience and I'll just work on this next year. Because <laughs> we know in our bodies and our minds what's the right thing. We really do. We, if we slow down enough to listen, we know how important it is to act. But acting on that and trying to find some good professional help, safe places. When I say professional help, I mean these people are educated. They've done their work. They get the brain. They understand um, trauma. And... You want that, but you also want good friends. So it's not just having your one therapist, but look for people who too understand trauma. Try to find friends that you can start to open up with, um, but also look for the professional path. And, you know, trauma is kind of a big buzzword, like I said earlier. So you're going to have counselors that say, oh, yeah, I'm trauma. Uh, I've been to therapists that I think meant well, but they re-traumatized me when you have big trauma. Mm. Because sitting there and talking about the story over and over and over and over isn't necessarily what helps our bodies relax and help us make peace Mm. with the huge scariness of big T trauma. So the counselors that have the credentials, you know, they're EMDR trained. um, They've gone through legit trauma-focused programs. Sensory motor involving the body, not just talking about it and understanding the mind. Those credentials, they're worth something. And you will have a whole different experience with someone. It will be a patient and slow, hard but safe process versus going to someone that just digs it out of you and you almost just don't feel any different. You feel worse. So be mindful and be careful. You get to choose um, who you join with. And you. there's lots of professionals out there. If you go to someone 
and it just didn't jive right, that's okay. That's not necessarily on you. It's okay to try a few therapists before you And keep you trying. Try. Don't quit, right? Yes. Like, Find yeah. someone that you're like, yes, this is a good match. Mm-hmm. It's challenging, but I know I'm cared for and I know that I'm safe. Yeah, that's huge. I know I've been to counselors before and I'm like, oh, I don't feel better after this. Like mm-hmm. this person doesn't get me. And mm-hmm. I don't and I didn't want to hear just what I wanted to hear. Right. So d- also don't go into it wanting someone to be your biggest cheerleader and tell you that you're fine. Right. <laughs> you know, it's yes. someone who is going to challenge you and call out those things yes. and help you grow. That's great advice, yes. Amy. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for joining this podcast. And I, I think you shared so many really good things. I know it's something I'm going to go back and listen to. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So thank you so much. And I'll have you on again too, as you continue to go through your master's program. And I know you have so much that we could probably talk for hours mm-hmm. about. So if you think of another topic that you really want to share and get out there, you should, we can come back and do it again. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, Tiana. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, I truly hope that you heard something today that resonated with you and that you can instantly implement into your life to make it so much better. Now, I want to be sure that you subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcast. And I also want to ask that you give us a five-star rating so that we can meet more people. Share this podcast literally with every single person that you know. We all have our trauma and the healing process is so real. I love you guys and I'll see you on the next podcast.